Good morning. You're listening to FloridaLA.net, and I'm Kemp Har. This morning, my guest is Kevin O'Meara, the Vice President of Supply Chain with Shaw Industries. Kevin, how you doing? I'm doing great, Kemp. Thank you. I did interview Craig Fuller yesterday for a more macro view on what was going on with the transportation, both in container from Asia and Europe and also domestic trucking, and thought it'd be good to interview you to get more of a flooring industry perspective. We did do an interview last November, and things have changed drastically since then, haven't they? They sure have, Kemp. I think that what we had talked about somewhat has panned out maybe a little bit faster than we thought. But when we talked, we talked about the fact that I had three dates in mind. One was the end of first half, first quarter of 2022, which was get us through that Chinese New Year bubble. The second date was right about now. Uh, which was when we thought things would really stabilize. And then the third date, which I think is panning out, is in the beginning of 2023, which has a lot of dynamics to itself. So I think that kind of panned out. Might be might have been a little bit long by a month or two, but, but pretty well panned out. Craig was saying yesterday he felt like that the transportation business was in a recession. That's looking at all the different markets, but flooring still has had some demand, so it's not as quite a bleak of a picture in the flooring industry, is it? No, it's not. I mean, I think it's actually quite good in the flooring industry. If you remember in my discussion we had back in November, I said that the transportation and freight industry is really built in such a way to service the U.S. economy, knowing that one industry will be up, one industry will be down and those things. And the real problem we had during COVID is every industry moved at exactly the same time in exactly the same way, which put a lot of stress on the on the freight business. Now we're actually been beneficiaries of the fact that some industries are having a little bit of a problem, as you've seen in retail and, you know, different parts of retail. They've slowed down. They've slowed down their ordering. They've slowed down a number of things due to inventory positions, which has freed up freight capacity for us. And we've been able to service the the growth of the, of the flooring industry as it continues to move. So I understand what Craig was saying in terms of freight recession. But for us, I think um, we've been able to get the capacity and, and move it as appropriate. Okay. So let's just think for Shaw, about Shaw for a minute. Shaw, obviously, the largest producer of carpet. That's a mostly domestically produced product. So uh, your freight lanes there is mostly trucking. Let's talk about that. How has the trucking business been in, in the United States? Well, the, the trucking business has definitely, and, and I'm talking as a shipper, has definitely yeah. opened up in terms of capacity. Uh, of course, with carpet, you need specialized trailers for the most part, and you need some things. So it's not like any truck that happens to be available can haul carpet uh, around around the country. So, so there is a little uniqueness there, but it has really opened up, and we have some core carriers, and I think that's one of the key things even during all of this is we stick to some very, very core carriers. We do not go out in the marketplace every day and kind of have an open auction for freight. And we do that because our single biggest uh, objective is to protect the capacity for our customers. And so, you know, you run a lot of risk if you just run an open auction every day, and we, we do not do that. And you handle a lot of that load yourself with your own fleet, right? 
We do. We do. And we start with the final mile. That part of our supply chain, we do quite a lot of it, almost all of it with our own fleet. And that's the delivery to our customers. And then as you go back into the supply chain, we use more contract carriers. But they're, you know, we have deep contracts, deep relationships with carriers that have hauled freight for us for a number, number of years. And then, of course, when you get to the ocean part of it, it's 100% contract. So. All right, let's look at the other major piece of your business is the resilient piece of it. A lot of that you do source. A lot of that does come out of Asia, and those container rates have come down, haven't they? They have, and I think that's been part of our, when we kind of projected out for the for the next, you know, if I start back in our interview in November and I project out where we thought things would happen, you know, I think the date that I always gave people, it was kind of a crystal ball, but I think it's kind of panned out that the beginning of 2023 would be kind of the normalization year. And that was for the three reasons I mentioned before, which is, you know, more capacity is coming online. You actually talked about in the interview about how interest rates and inflation may cause slowing demand. And then, of course, we got through all the COVID blips and and all those things. So those rates have come down. Uh, That's been reflected in kind of some actions we've taken with our customers. Again, our single biggest objective is to continue to protect that capacity for our customers. And and I think that's important because all during this, in fact, uh, an interesting little uh, side note is even during all of this, we, we set records for the quantity and the amount of product and the amount of of containers that we brought into the country. So our single biggest objective is protecting that capacity for our customers. Mm -hmm. Are your rates out of Asia now at pre-COVID levels? Not at pre-COVID. And that's that's an important thing because I think as Craig mentioned yesterday, you know, at one point spot rates were up to $20,000. They've come down significantly, but not at the pre-COVID levels. The one area where it's getting very, very close is on the West Coast. And of course, a lot of that's due to the fact that people have pulled freight off the West Coast for fear of a potential strike that has not been settled yet. And so a lot of freight has moved to the East Coast, which quite frankly, last, uh, I think it was August, September, Savannah set a record for the quantity of containers that they process. And in fact, at the beginning of October, and of course the hurricane didn't help, they had about 35 ships at anchor out there, which is nothing compared to what Los Angeles had a year ago, but it's still much more than Savannah's used to having. And that's strictly because supply chains have adjusted and people have moved off the West Coast. Yeah, your lane is mostly from Asia to Savannah, right? Yeah, most of our product comes into Savannah. That's correct. All right. And your outlook for 23 is continued to see better rates. And what's your crystal ball saying for demand? Let's do that. And we, I know these are recorded. So, um, you know, we'll go back to it a year from now. We can see we can see uh, if, if it was right or not. But we're going to see reduced demand. We're going to see, I think, these rates will continue to stabilize. I don't know that they can sustain themselves long-term at pre-COVID levels. And the only reason I say that is if you go back and look at the ocean carrier's economics, 
pre-COVID, they would lose money more years than they would make money. And I, I just don't know how often, how how long that can sustain itself. But but nevertheless, it will go down. So the economics of supply and demand will, will take over. And now the one wild card that is still out there, ocean ships are being added to the to the overall global fleet. But what we don't know is how many ships are going to get scrapped. And they will be scrapping some ships without a doubt. And depending on how aggressive they get with the scrapping of old ships will determine whether that supply and demand equation comes into play. And of course, there's also this fuel situation that's occurring right now where you either have to run freight on ocean vessels with scrubbers. And if you have it with scrubbers, then you can use a different type of fuel. If you don't have scrubbers, then you have to use a very expensive fuel. That'll be a determining factor too as to what they do with that. Okay, Kevin. Well, I appreciate the update. It's good to talk to you again. Been talking to Kevin O'Meara, the Vice President of Supply Chain with Shaw Industries, and you've been listening to Kempar and FloorDaily.net.